0: Keep on rolling. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAB Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back, the back the to the Beat in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jennings. and I'm joined by Mike Jenner with Summer off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? It's bender season. How could I not be doing good? I'm gonna be honest with you guys, since I crossed the finish line of the fasters, I have not run one single step, and it feels <laughs> it feels good. I'm back to my old ways, and I'm just enjoying it. And as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, gentlemen, but I maybe should have gone the right uh, the route of Michael and not run so much. i mean the the fasters was was a lot closer than I think any of us had realized, because about like three days after the competition ended, I went out to my uh, my softball game and I proceeded to pull my hamstring, and oh. now I am just laid up. Uh, and I think we all knew we were ticking time bombs during the competition for who would, you know, suffer a serious injury. And I managed to get like a, one run and a half, you know, past the competition before I would have been totally crippled. So you, so went, are you... you went 48 miles in 48 hours injury free. And then a softball game is what put you out. And, and the thing was, I, I, <laughs> jogged before the softball game like I did like a 3 mile jog over to the game so I was warmed up and ready to go it wasn't like just going from cold uh but yeah first swing just just the, jog, the run the first was it was just- on a swing no, no, I think I think it was the I don't even I think it was the run to first. Like the first yeah. steps out of the batter's box. It was like, oh no. Did you oh did you no. have the classic like hundred meter like pull up and like you're grabbing your leg like, type the of like I had been shot just like dove <laughs> to the ground? No, I, I beat it out, Michaelton. You better you believe I out. beat out the uh, infield hit. Softball, you just gotta hit it to short side for third base and you got a decent chance of getting there. But then I sat for like the rest of the game. It was rough. So Trina, you're not running right now? No, no, I'm not running right now. I've been I've been going pretty steady. I'm 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 pretty dead set on, on getting back in shape here. And the, the, the faster's sparked my uh, my need to get back into shape. So I'm still grinding, but I do have a confession to make, guys. I think I have a little bit of a problem. And I didn't I this came out of left field. I didn't see it coming. Because the whole idea of the fasters, the 4x4x48 four by four by challenge, it was it was an, an extreme endurance competition that we wanted to do and we wanted to compete against each other. But it was kind of like a little bit tongue-in-cheek where we were kind of making fun of it. We were kind of making fun of uh, David Goggins a little bit. I think I'm addicted to David Goggins. I, did, I, I didn't listen to a single one of his interviews or podcasts before the four by four by forty eight challenge, but I threw on one of his episodes shortly like I think it was like a, a couple of days after to go on one of my runs. And the guy is motivational and I can't stop listening to him. I can't stop like just just getting that like fired up David Goggins motivation. I like walking around my house whenever like I don't want to do something I'm yelling at myself to get hard. Like it's it's bad. So I I mean I love David Goggins. I think he's he's one of the most interesting people on planet Earth. The most badass guy who's ever done anything. He he's he's awesome. I just like I don't get how he can just be on 10,000% all of the t- like do you think he's ever just like you know sat on his back porch, put his feet up and cracked a beer and just like did nothing for 30 minutes. Like I just don't think he has it in him. He's always like full blast to the max. I just I don't understand how a human can be like that. I I don't think he has done that in about 10, 15 years. Definitely not. I don't think what he does to show the world is something you can just put like you can act or, or fake or anything like that. Like that seems as real as real can be. And Steve, you said maybe we did a challenge like tongue in cheek but I am not being associated with anyone saying we were kind of making fun of David Goggins. Cause that guy terrifies me and disappointing <laughs> him or calling him out. is like worse than disappointing your father. I, I have no ill words to say about David Goggins. Yes. We had a lot of fun with the competition and we played it up. We made a reality show out of it. However, David Goggins, we were, we were not making fun of you. I, I, I bought his book on Amazon today. It's on, it's on, <laughs> it's way to my house. Like I I'm, I, I got the Goggins uh, bug bad, but it, I'm very interested to hear to to not get any shit for this. I'm very interested to hear that both of you both of you guys are fans, Mike. The fact that you you know about this guy and you know his story, I'm shocked. You don't you, you don't you don't pay attention to anything on the internet. Yeah, no, I I, I I'm surprised you think we'd make. Fun. I mean, I am definitely like could not be more of a different personality than David Goggins. I'm just very interested in him right like he I, i've heard his stories because he was a uh, you know a navy seal so i kind of read a lot of his stuff when um you know i first found out about him you know his, his introduction to uh kind of the ultra world like how i was I, I, somebody who was telling me about this you know one of his crazy ultras where he basically like everybody had all this like crazy gear and was like you know the super technical stuff and he just brought like a bottle of water and a fold-up chair and would just like run until his legs didn't work anymore. He would sit down in his fold-up chair, drink a little bit of water, stand up, carry his fold-up chair and just go. And it's just like, I guess I'm just like very interested in how a guy like that's brain operates because you, you, you are different than 99.9999999% of anyone in human existence. So it's just like, I think because my mentality is so different than him is why I am intrigued by him, but he does need, he does need to crack a beer and like chill the F out every now and again. That's for damn sure. Like sit, sit by a fire, a campfire every now and again, man. And just like crack them with the boys. That's, that's what I need for my boy, David. It's uh, it's hard to picture Mike and David. Yeah. Just, just going out for a beer we, together. <laughs> we, we would be uh, a hell of a pair. We should have a reality TV show together. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of all the, I mean, I'm the ultra marathon running guy on this show, right? I'm the only one that steps up and defends those guys. So I'm a big fan of Goggins and I'm a big fan of all those crazies that are like jacked out of their mind and can do like the cross and stuff. And also take that time to like incorporate long distance running into that full body, just like perfect physiques, like the Hunter McIntyres of the world, even like, you know, Ryan Hall going up being the bodybuilder builder. Now I love guys like that. Like when I was in college, I was kind of like the quote-unquote meathead of the team that loved doing core. You know, I I was never – You know. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought this guy over here (laughs) would be the meathead. But uh, I never really had the body to show for it. But I did enjoy doing the core and stuff. I I like that full-body, you know, discipline, working on all aspects of it. And when these crazy fit people include the ultra-marathoning part or just include any kind of, like, serious running to it, it, it makes me happy as a guy that, you know, grew up as a runner. Oh, well, I, I did not expect that response, but I I just wanted to admit that to you guys and to the rest of the, the two crew that I think I have a little bit of a David Goggins addiction, but glad to know I'm, I'm not alone. What, um, what a start to this podcast. Yeah, well, We're all just giving compliments to each other. We're agreeing with Steve. Everyone's feeling good today. I actually do have one last point on that, though. He makes regular like runners look super bad because the people who follow most, I would say like an overwhelming majority of maybe not a majority, but he has a huge following that isn't from the running world. Right? Yes. So when you talk to somebody who knows David Goggins, but he doesn't know running, they think that that's like, you know, it's like, Oh, you ran a marathon. Oh, cool. Like, like, big deal. You know what I mean? Cause they're used to hearing from this guy who just is a wacko and does all these crazy things. So he definitely takes away from guys like us, which I'm not crazy about. So Steve, you got me thinking here and now I feel like I need to say bad things about, about your David Goggins addiction. <laughs> well, I did just get offered a bib to the Boston marathon and I'm considering doing it. We'll see. Um, I don't know. You got yeah. it. You got to do it. You don't have to run very hard, but you have to do it. It's the Boston Marathon. It's the first one ever in the fall. It's going to be awesome. Steve. I've been I, averaging I, less than 20 miles a week for the past six No, months. No, for you, the last week, you've been averaging 48 miles <laughs> more, more You Fair most enough. certainly don't have to do it because I received that text too, and I 0% of me wants to run a marathon. I'm retired from marathon. I've been on the record about that. I might. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, big announcements coming on Friday. So on Friday, we are dropping the trailer for the, what, what would we call this? We did this, uh, the Faster Reality TV show that we created. So we created, Mike is putting together a essentially a real-world style reality show with all the footage from uh, from the Faster's house, from the Stoke Performance house. And so we are releasing the first episode on next Monday. So what what's the date of that? That would be, let's see here. Next Monday is the 14th. So Monday the 14th, episode one is going to drop. Episode two will drop on Friday the 18th, and then the the next episode will drop the following Monday, and then the season finale will drop that following Friday on the 25th. So stay tuned. Uh, you know, mark it on your calendars. It is going to be. I just got some sneak peek. I watched. Kind of the raw footage of the first episode. Mike sent it over to me earlier today, and it is great. Mike did a great job putting this together, um, but I think we did a really good job of getting as much as we possibly could on video. Um, I I thought for sure halfway through we were going to be so focused on the challenge that the that the taping of everything was going to completely fall by the wayside. But I think uh, I think we've got a lot. Um, you know, all shot on iPhones, So it's actually amazing that this is all done on iPhones. Um, I think it's going to be, I think people are going to really like it. Yeah. So just like scrolling through the footage here and kind of like, for me, it's fun because I've been kind of going through everybody's footage and I got kind of get to like put my producer hat on here for a, a little bit and create this story, right? So it's like, you have just like all these random videos and it's like, how do you create a story out of all this nonsense and I had that same thought Steve was we there was so much so many times throughout the weekend that nothing was happening right like we were either running sleeping eating or rolling out so in my mind when when I was like trying to picture how this would look it's like how are we possibly going to get enough footage to make a video out of this because there's not that much happening and it's amazing how good of a job we did like you said just being able to find like these little moments to to capture stuff on film. And at the time it was kind of annoying, right? Cause we always felt like we had to be shoving cameras in each other's face. And it's like when you could kind of sense somebody was going to say something or do something, you had to like rip your phone out and try and see what you could get on, on tape. So overall I am super excited. I think it's going to come out awesome. I think the storytelling part is going to be very, very cool. There's some like, It bounces back and forth from like being kind of like a cool, like I said, story and you get to see the competition, but then you just have these random, hilarious moments. Some of them come out in the first one, but I I am very excited for the ones that are going to be coming out. I think you guys are going to love them. The one thing that we're missing, the one thing that we're missing, and we even had the opportunity to, I think, um, is there's not going to be a huge like reality show blow up you know what i mean like every good reality tv show has like a super drama blow up and i'm glad we didn't try and force anything but we did have one moment when we were out on that third run you know what i mean like when we were kind of had a little spat and arguing and uh steve you talk about it in conventional which is good but I wish to God we had that moment on camera, because that would have been our one good like kind of like blow-up argument where we're all kind of annoyed and upset at each other. I think that's the one thing we're missing. Like you said, you know, it's hard to get everything on camera, and you don't want to force those moments because when, when an argument or a blow-up is forced, it looks ridiculous. So yeah, I, it, it's going to be awesome. I'm putting a lot of work into it, so please check it out. You got to head to our YouTube and give it a look. It's very, very good. So just just go do us a favor. When you hear this, go sub- subscribe on YouTube if you're not already subscribed. That way you have it in your queue ready to go when it does drop. But it is going to be very, very good. And you know what? We're putting out different types of content. We're experimenting with different types of content. You're going to get this, this podcast that we've been doing for over two years. Again, it's going to show up in your, in your Spotify or your Apple, uh, Apple podcast every single week. And well, the stuff we put on YouTube, it's going to be different. You're going to get something different there. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a variety of different content. So, going be a lot of it, too. I and mean, Mike sounds like he's submitting like a reel to MTV to be the next producer on the reality shows there. Uh, you're going to get a lot of content. It's going to be very It's pretty enjoyable. good. It's pretty I know good. My, uh, my, my, my school professor would be pretty annoyed right now with, you know, maybe some of the content. The quality of work I'm handing to him versus how much effort and work I'm putting into this thing. But that's all right. He doesn't. That's one person that doesn't have to watch the video. He might be listening. He yeah, might, that's what I'm saying. If, okay. if you're listening, you don't have to watch the video. All right. Should we kick off the running news? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So. Since we last talked, we we because the last few episodes have been so fast or focused, we've definitely missed a lot. So we're not gonna go back and like recap everything that's happened since we haven't talked about the news. We're gonna we're gonna hit on a few big news stories that just happened. Uh, the first one, we don't have to go crazy deep into this, but I, this is like part of the sport that I I don't know I, I never know how to feel. I try to put myself in the position like of these people to see how it would feel. And it's such a hard thing to like wrap your brain around. So Stefan who has been, I wouldn't say struggling, but uh, like two years ago before the shutdown happened, she was on fire and just like gearing up to break every record in the book. She was, you know, the hottest name in the sport. You kind of saw a lull from her for, for, you know, the past year or so. But she came back on the scene. dropped out of that race in Monaco.: and Right, really and high time for that. We were giving her We did give her a hard time for that. Uh, but she, so she comes out and she smashes the 10K world record, crushes it, and it's like, all right, Safan Hassan is back. She's the baddest in the world. She is the clear favorite to, to win gold in what, pretty much whatever event she wants. Then, two days later and <clears throat> here we go, I'm going to try and say it. Latenzbet day literally within 48 hours comes back and breaks Safan Hassan's record and she broke about like six or seven seconds so it wasn't like she, it came down to like the millisecond she like broke it pretty handily so I don't know there's a lot of different ways to go with this and I think from it, Hassan's perspective it's like she's gonna have a lot of success she's gonna break records so I don't know if it's like completely as heart-wrenching as it would be as you think like imagine if you if this was like your only chance at breaking world record you get it and then like a day or two later someone takes it from you so i don't know the, these kinds of stories i feel like are very unique to to track and field and and I, and I don't know i think it's interesting worth talking about does does her bonus still gets paid out right her record-breaking bonus so that's an element of it i never even considered so I read something. They're they're both managed by like the same uh agency. And there was a little speculation that the two ran it at different meets. It was like they could have ran the same event. I mean, there was something to do with Hassan was on to do like under like a more local crowd. Uh, but there was some other purpose saying like the agency easily could have put them on the track together. But by doing this, they're both getting some bonuses. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool. I kind of respected the move to do it both. We're going to see these two go at it at the Olympics, right? We don't need to have the big – I mean, it would have been nice to see them race, of course but they're definitely going to be battling one, two with no, you know, weird pacing lights out there. It's just going to be a, a race for a gold medal instead of a time. So I'm super excited about that. So I'm good with getting the crazy fast times now. Does everybody get their big bonus and then we'll get to see them actually duke it out on the track in just a couple months. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's very interesting. So they both get, if that's the case and they both get paid out for their bonus, um, Safana she's going to have more opportunities to break that record right. again. Seven seconds is a lot. That's a lot, especially for a world record. But she's gonna have another opportunity. So I don't. I don't think she's too broken up about it. No. Yeah. Let the girls get paid. That's an element I had not even considered for a second. So that's that's unbelievable. Uh, another element of it that I don't really want to uh, go super deep into. But you know, this has reignited some of the the super shoe nonsense and it's just like we're over here talking about world records. Like this is, this is awesome. This is fun. I don't want to set Steve off because you know, I know he could do a whole not, I'm not talking a whole podcast episode. He could have his own podcast, just ranting about super shoes. Yeah. Weekly, (laughs) weekly super shoe rant. Um, but you know, every time this is going to happen, you know, every single time we see world records get broken and the fact that this world record got broken twice in two days, obviously the people are chattering about it. So I, I think the light thing is a more interesting conversation if we wanted to like, yep, yep, sure. I think the shoe thing, we, we've played that out. We're done caring about it, or we should be done caring about it. The pacing lights I think is really interesting because it definitely changes the dynamic of how these racers are approaching the race, right? It's different than a rabbit. It's something that's just been introduced. It really kind of just changes the way you were you racing it. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a bigger deal to me at least than, than whatever shoes they have on the shoes don't change what they're doing they're still out there pushing themselves to the absolute limit but the pacing thing does change the strategy so why is it different than a rabbit or why is it why is it more beneficial than a rabbit right because the rabbits you know the the saying like there's more energy in like the packs i don't know i feel like and and then you have like wind pacing which yeah i don't don't, don't get i don't Yeah, how is it it better or worse than a rabbit? The only argument I could make for the lights being better than a rabbit is a rabbit can't go out there and break the world record. The lights can. So you can take the lights all the way to the finish line. I think that's the only argument I'm willing to listen to. Yeah, there's there's that right. It's the whole way. It's not this. You know, they're not ducking out halfway, two thirds away. The and then also, I think there's something mentally to know and be a hundred percent confident that that thing is hitting exactly the pace that you drew it up to be. There's no right. half second here, half second there. You totally settle into your rhythm and follow it. So, all right, I, said, I will say, I did, I did, I, I can't back this up. I can't remember where I read it. I did read something recently that these athletes aren't even don't even notice the lights they're not even looking at them when they're on the track um so maybe it's helpful maybe it's not but i i mean it, it it's interesting so i i think with a couple of the people we've had on the on the show we've talked about shoes and tried to like kind of create that conversation let's let's bookmark that i want to get somebody on soon and ask them about the lights and have kind of a a deeper dive into the lights cuz i feel like that's something we haven't talked about yet so Mental sure. bookmark for that. Um, speaking of world records, or I guess not world records, but records falling, our guy, Josh Kerr, continues to rise in on the international stage, taking down the American soil record in the 1500. And this is another one of those where he called his shot. People knew that he was going out there to do it. It wasn't like he had a ton of competition. He essentially went out there and did it by himself, did it with ease, and looked awesome doing it. I mean, he is a badass. And I say this every time, but it's just like, how can you not put him into the conversation for a medal coming up this this summer? You have to. You have to. I mean, he's proven that he's the real deal. And we've been kind of every single time Josh has a good race, we've been kind of like, you know, messaging congratulations. And every single time he sends something along the lines of, Oh, just wait, just wait. Like it's, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even close to hitting my potential right now. And there was being, there was hints being dropped on social media that something big was going to happen. There was going to be a big attempt. We got the confirmation that there was going to be this attempt happening that morning. And so we were, we were glued. And, it did not disappoint. Um, it, he, Josh is the real deal. And the scary thing is, if he's in a race and there's people that are able to run that second half of that race with him, he could have potentially run faster. Um, so just very impressive from Josh. I do have one point. I do have not one point, but one question. Josh, the entire last 200 meters, you were looking over your shoulder. Josh, what the hell are you doing? Well, what the, he going, you look you I don't know. I don't know. He looked over his shoulder like three or four times in the last 200 meters. It's like, Josh, there's nobody there. Put your head down and get that damn record. Stop looking over your shoulder. Well, I, you know what? Our guy, Josh, he's going for the record. But more importantly, he's going for the win. He's ensuring he's point. getting that dub. More I, I more had that same note. The win. He, uh. He probably just was shocked that nobody was there. He's like, am I doing an extra lap? So like, you could <laughs> turn around and you could see, like, a quarter of the turn and you would see nobody there. So, maybe he was just surprised by how much distance he had. God, he looks so damn smooth. He just looked like, like he didn't – his form, he had his little, like, teeth grit near the end there, which, you know, reminded me of a young me out there running where my face <laughs> falls apart except my whole body goes. But uh, other than that, he, he, he just looked like his, his stride did not shorten up a, a bit. He just looked great. Those Brooks guys are peaking right now. It's exciting. Well, that, that's, that's one of the points I wanted to get to that I think earlier on in this season, there was a lot of questions being raised around the Beasts. Like, they, they, they weren't performing really well. And I'd say the past few weeks, the Beasts have been running exceptionally well. Um, that, whole, that whole Portland Track Festival um, was, you know, wasn't dominated by the Beasts, but they were in the mix every single race i mean from drew wendell to to marta winning her heat uh henry Wynn getting the a standard uh to uh, uh david Ribbich taking lopez oh, long yeah, awesome because a line in the 5k like the beasts are the beasts are peaking at the right time and uh never more the case than at stumptown watching the 1500 meters josh is just He's just so powerful, he's smooth, but he is powerful and when we're seeing him win races this entire um, you know this entire winter into the spring he's not he's not outleaning people he's not nipping people he is he is winning in the most dominant fashion we're seeing in the sport. I can't wait to see this guy. I cannot wait to see this guy race on the international stage yeah, and something you said earlier, Steve, is something I think about too because of all the people that we've like become friendly with and and talked to a decent amount, there's nobody, nobody more locked in than Josh. Like he is never satisfied. It's like for him, it's like three fifty one. That's great. Like I'm happy about the record on to the next one. And I'm sure like, you know, he sees the stuff happening this weekend too, right? You had international races going on. You had the uh, like Ethiopian trials and all stuff like that. And you see, um, What's our guy there? Uh, Chep, the guy, like, you know, he's just ran the, the world lead. So, like, this guy knows where he needs to be. He knows this competition. He ran – his time would have the, – the race that happened this weekend where a bunch of guys are like 351, 352, like, his time would have put him right in the mix of that race, not far from, uh, you know, the um the big guns. And it's like, holy crap, like, he could be racing those guys. And who knows what's going to happen when he has – competition that can race with him right because he's let's be honest right now he he's racing competition that he is just blowing out of the water that he is just much better than so it'll be interesting to see what happens when he gets in a a race with people who you know are better than him and you know comparable to him yeah and i think we've we've uh this podcast has has really done uh if there's any event that we've kind of ha- made the most relationships in and we've had the most people on, it's absolutely the 1500 meters. And, you know, we love the the 1500 meters in the United States. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of one of it's becoming our favorite event to watch. And the trials is going to be unbelievable, but the unfortunate reality of like where the sports at if any of those guys that we have had on the podcast that we're huge fans of make the Olympic team and then make the finals, that's going to be a huge win for them. There's, there's not many guys, maybe a couple, <laughs> that we've had on this podcast that, have, that we can say have a legitimate chance to medal. And uh, Josh is that guy. Josh mm. is that guy that has a legitimate chance to medal. You can't tell me. That he he can at least compete to some degree with the best in the world after watching him this past week. All right. So moving on here. Uh quickly, just two people who we talk about a ton on this show. Uh some of our favorites. Oh, oh, one last thing. Sorry. Yep. I do want to give a shout out uh to uh uh hold on. Um sorry. Sorry, Mike, can you give you a good it's all good. What, we got who? We got who? We got. I always forget. This is, this is exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm pumped. Shout this could be anybody. You. Is this? What do you think? Is this is like a pro. This is a. It local? could be a two crew guy. It could. It could yeah. be. So I I need to I need to give I need to give. Quick, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Quickly, I need to give a, a shout out to uh to to James and and Joey who I was watching. I was down in Charlotte, North Carolina for work. We we're at the bar. We popped up our laptop. Um, watched watched the races. We were going nuts, yelling at James's laptop. You know, getting some some weird looks from people at the bar, but it was a lot of fun. James Perez, uh, owner of Stoke Performance, uh, friend of the sh- uh, you know friend of the show. Uh, so just it was a lot of fun to watch it with a couple members of the true two crew down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hell yeah! Um, all right, yeah. So what, what I was saying was, yeah, a couple people that we talk about a lot, and I, I think. Two people that we've been a little bit worried with their recency of the racing, Sinclair and uh, our guy Craig, seemed to, you know, it wasn't like they were in some crazy race, but they seemed like they were able to put themselves back up atop this weekend. They both took a win in the 800. Sinclair looked back to her old self. Craig was, you know, and feeling cocky in the post race interview. He was telling them that he plans on. Uh, trying to make the Olympic team in the 800 and the 1500. So they seem to be feeling themselves a little bit. Are we, since the last time we talked, are we feeling better about these two? Uh, Because, you know, those two are two people that I expect to be on this team. Oh, they're back. They're so back. I mean, Sinclair, I think I was saying she never went anywhere. She's a a young runner that that might've been, you know, a little fatigued out by the extended pro season uh, and and switching to the new team. So we needed this one race to show that it wasn't like a total fatigue that that may be hard to recover from without like a big break. Um, But it's not like she's that far removed from when she was on fire. And then, and then Craig, You knew the talent was always there, right? The guy was going to compete at the trials. But I think he is somebody that is going to just run a lot better when he's feeling very confident, right? When his head's just like – he's always got that chill, having fun. But when he feels like nobody can beat him, that's the most exciting Craig Ingalls. And so to get a W before we get into the, the big meets here coming up, that's exciting as an Ingles fan because now I'm ready to see him have like kind of that same entire time about Josh Kerr. Like just that feeling like nobody can beat him um, moving forward. Oh, they're back. They're back. The whole crew is back. Sinclair's back. Ingles is back. Henry Wynn's back. It was a big, big week. That yeah. Let's let's put let's put the worries to bed about Angles. Let's put the worries to bed about Sinclair they they're coming on at the right time. They were going to be ready to roll into the trials. Yeah. Another thing that when I was watching uh, the meet the other day um, after Craig won the 800, then, they, so they did this, like, I feel, it was like an open three K at the end of the meet. So it was like people from like running clubs and, you know, not professional runners, just kind of like an, an open three K kind of a community thing. And there was like 50 people on the line. It looked like a damn cross country meet, but Craig went out and tempoed, the open 3k at the end of it, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. You got a bunch of like, you know, these road running clubs stuff like that. And some good runners, some slower runners, but Craig's out there doing, doing a little tempo on the track with these guys. So pr- pretty cool thing. Um, so we're talking about people who, you know, are they back? Are they not back? Uh, Mo Farah, pretty big name. We're getting Mike, pretty close. Mike, can you address him by his official title, please? Yeah, that's my that's my fault. sermo uh, uh you know, pretty big name. He he returned this weekend and you know, he's not somebody that we ever really worry about making the Olympics or being there. It's getting pretty close and he goes out there this uh past weekend. He does a 10k, doesn't hit the Olympics qualifying time. He finished in like 8th or something like that. Is there a reason to be worried that Sir Mo won't be making it to the Olympics? Oh, S- Sinclair, back. Angles, back. Mo not back. <laughs> I mean, the guy might never – he might regret this whole marathon experiment that he kind of seemingly, to me, kind of half-assed and didn't really fully go after. It wasn't as good as he thought he would be. Now he's going back to 10K. Uh, he it, It's just down to the wire now. I don't know. There's a chance that we don't see him on the Olympics in that – That'd be weird. I mean, the guy's, what is he, 37, 38 years old? Like, we should be ready for this from a 10K runner. Uh, Maybe he should have stuck with that marathon feel. But, yeah, Mo, not back. So, I'm going to throw this out there. Because he's a former, you know, he's a former uh, uh, gold medalist. He's, you know, arguably one of the greatest runners of all time. You know, odds are going to be taken down a little bit. Um, but I'm going to say that there's plus money. There's plus money for Mo Farah to make the finals at the Olympic Games. Not to do it, not to medal, not to just to make the finals. Let's say, let's say you have the opportunity plus 150 to bet on Mo Farah to be in the finals at the Olympic Games. Are you taking that bet? Yes. Yeah. So, and and well, I, I know, Trent. To- Are you taking that bet? No. No, I'm hammering that bet. Mike, go ahead. Well, so my take was, and trust me, this is coming from somebody who's had a bit of a history of slandering Surmo. Okay. I'll hand up. I, you know, I haven't always been the kindest to Sermo. I've said some things that I don't think you would care for very much. They were probably true, but I don't think you care for them. Um, Guys of this caliber, right? I, I don't think he's going to be his normal self but it's like, we see him run like a, whatever it was, 27 high or something like that. And, you know, miss the, miss the Olympic standard. And it's like, everyone freaks out and gets worried. And it's like, dude, this guy can hit the Olympic standard in his sleep and he will. And it could even be one of those things or who knows, is he coming off an injury? Was he like taking his time, getting into shape? Is he not super sharp not right now? People. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say at that time. Uh, He'll hit the standard. He he will be Sorry, there. Sorry, I shouldn't. I didn't. I didn't even mean no, that. No, I, I didn't even no, mean that. I was just no, joking. Yes, you did. No, no I'm, yes I retract did. that statement. I feel bad for saying that. I take it back. I don't. I don't. I stand by what Steve said. However, let the record show. I didn't say it. Um, so he'll be there. It's like what it like. The Olympic Games. If Serrano is trying to make it, Serrano goes to the Olympics. That's what happens. And when he eventually does make it the Olympics, Steve, like you're not gonna see him. Missed the finals. This is, this is sir. It's just, it's I'm not playing. gonna happen. It's unrealistic. I'm putting it to bed right now. Like, let's let's not overreact here and get crazy. I'm taking that bet. I'm taking that bet all day. Listen, he's got. I'm looking. I knew the stats and research department just got this into me. He has until June 27th to take off. What is it? 22 seconds from Easy. what he ran this week. He's got. He's got 18 days. He's got less than three weeks. To take off 22 seconds i mean based on what i could tell it's not like he went out there as a tune-up race this weekend so if you're telling me there's a chance that yeah, he, he needs to take off that much time before uh the june 27th and then we're talking about going to the olympics and qualifying for the finals the uh, the minus you give me what why, minus 175 on that is that how big vegas look at that i would I would take it wait minus one what do you mean if you take plus one fifty that he makes the finals, it'd be minus like one seventy five that he doesn't make the finals right It's not always an easy it's not always an easy even you know equivalent it would minus two hundred maybe probably minus two hundred all right and last piece of news we don't go to go super deep, but we'd be remiss if we didn't give a huge shout out to our guy, Jacob Thompson, hitting the Olympic standard that's our guy, you know, like you said steve the the two crew our, our, our guys that we get behind fully are on fire right now. So pumped for that, dude. I mean, he's in a race with Suguru Osaka and Galen Rupp and just has a big day. And he's a guy, he's one of the journeymen of the sport that's kind of bounced around He left BAA cause he wanted to, I, 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 we should get him on and kind of ask him, you know, what his motivation was to kind of branch out from BAA, but he felt like he needed to. Um, So he was, he was without a sponsor. he, he just missed the trials at another race. He you know, he drives it to Portland, gets it. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped for him. Pumped for the trials. you are going to have so many guys and girls out there. It's going to be awesome. All right. all right, gentlemen. That's all I got for the running news. Okay. All right. So we are going to play a little game to end the episode, and we are going way back. We're going to the peak too early roots to, like, one of our first couple episodes where we're going to do – a little bit of a draft for the upcoming NCAA national championship. So, what we're going to do is we're going to all pick one athlete from, well, we're going to pick uh, seven total athletes. We're going to be able to pick from the men's and women's fi- uh, 1500 meters, 5K, and 10K. And so, lowest combined score, lowest combined places for all of our athletes together is the winner. Um, so, we played this game like way back i think it was like episode like six or seven or something like that and it was a lot of fun got us into the ncaa's a little bit more so um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play so why don't we do this we'll go we'll go trent you won the masters so you have the honors so we'll go trent mike me snake draft snake draft all right trent you the the t-box is yours I like when Steve asks us what order to do and then we have no good ideas and then he just sets it. This is, this is unexpected. I feel very, I know if I don't come up with something, it's not going to happen. So. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think we figured out a better system. All right. I I think I've got a little bit more sophisticated since our first time doing these vets. I was more focused on nicknames and and just random things that made me smile. Now I got a little more strategy and I'll credit this to probably Steve. I think he made fun of me my first time around for not taking into account the order of events uh, like when people running their first versus their second. So I'm starting off with a woman's 10 K pick because these ladies who are also doubling back will be done by then. I'm taking the cross country national champion mercy Chelling out from Alabama. Uh, I saw her just, Dominate or not dominate just thoroughly impressed me though at the cross country nationals. So I know she just got the guts to, to win an, a national championship. So lock me in with mercy for my 10 uh, K woman. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> Didn't do what I thought you were going to do, which kind of screws with me because th- I think strategically, it might not be the right pick i feel like there might be a better pick out there but i'm going to do it because i know steves going to take him if i don't take him i got to go with our guy yared Nagoose. the goose is loose in the 1500 meter i'm taking him i mean crowd crowd uh, fan favorite favorite of this podcast for sure but mike you made the like the biggest it, rookie mistake it, it in the I, I was I was taken with my heart and not my head, and you know what? I have no regrets. Zero regrets. That's fair. That's fair, but you took you took you picked in the most wide open event. Right. I, I with I have the best chance of, of not there there's a halfway decent chance that I don't get a, you know, one or two points from my first overall pick but that's how much i believe in your red and i would regret it if i didn't get your red and i feel pretty good coming back i hope my my pick gets me in the second round so we'll be all right all right well i'm going to take full advantage of that and i'm going to draft from the women's 1500 i'm going to take from colorado i'm going to take sage herda i believe that is joe klecker's girlfriend so uh well, and she's tearing up the NCAA this year. So I mean, how can you not go with Sage? My first overall pick in the women's fifteen hundred. I don't I don't know who's dating who, but I like I like just like calling out what we think is dating, <laughs> <Yeah>. speculating <laughs> Listen, on relationships. This could be a fun little like segment for us of what runners may be dating. All right. So let's see. See now this is a tricky one here. that one I feel like was a layup for me. Um, you know, I am going to stick, I am going to stick with the women athletes and I'm going to take Whitney Orton in the 5k friend of the program fan favorite. I mean, can't go wrong with, uh, with gritty, witty, gritty, witty, uh, Oops, sorry, I'm not. A t- I'm not turning yet, but I'm writing some stuff down so just keep my notes. I know it's not my turn yet, Michael. But so, S- S- Steve, I was I was focused on my own numbers here. Who do you have for the five k and the fifteen? I have Sage Sage Herda, and I have Whitney Orton. Got it. All right. So now I feel I feel good. You guys are going big time, female heavy, which is a good strategy. Might I ask? Because I think there's you know some. Some heavy hitters up top, but by the time this show comes out, by the way, some of these events will already happen, including the event I'm going to, the men's 10k. Um, so I'm sure my guy already won here. Uh, Are you I'm cheating? Going, what? Do you know the results of this? No, it tap Oh shoot! It happens in like, it happens in like 20 minutes. All right, nobody look. It happens in 20 minutes. I mean, is, we're gonna be dumb by the time it starts. All right. But my guy, Kip Tu, the cross-country national champion, dominated the indoor scene. The guy's just a beast. The 10K is stacked. There's a lot of good names out there. This is the one guy I feel confident is going to get the low stick. He is an absolute beast. He's the best runner in all the events. That's the guy I'm taking. And now I feel even better about my Nagoose pick. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, well done, Michaelton. Okay. I wanted Grudy Whitney. And just because Steve took her in the 5K doesn't mean I can't take her mm-hmm, in the 1500 mm-hmm. meter. If I, if I got my scheduling right now, this is still new to me as taking her scheduling. I think the 5K – I'm sorry, the 15 final is before the 5K final. So give me Whitney Orton in the 15. I think she'll still be fresh enough at that point. Uh, to to put up a, a low stick for me. And now I should balance my team out with a male performer. And so I'm looking at the 5K. If uh, my stats and research is correct, Cooper Tier is only running the 5K. He's not doubling back with anything else. So I like him being all in uh, at least on the individual events. But I, I like him being all in uh, on the 5K. So uh, I'll take Cooper. Good pick it's a good pick um all right in the 5k correct trent take him in the 5k that's right all right all right let me this is very interesting because i feel like there's a lot of really good picks out here you know the whole like let's run world is going bananas right now listening to us over a specific individual who has not been drafted yet, and we're, you know, into the third round. I think we all, I think we all understand what I'm trying. But see to say. that that's what's crazy about this is is when you got to pick the different events. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to go with the biggest name. It's true. Um, oh man, I was just about to do something real stupid, and I'm glad I didn't do it. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the uh, the Trent Fontenelle strategy here. And I'm going to take Mercy Chellingut in the 5K, doubling back, cross-country champ. I still think she's even doubling back the best one in the field. There's some really good names there, but I like her. See, this is one of those picks where it's like her doubling back might cost her the win, but I can't see her falling out of like the top two or three. So I feel like it's a nice, safe pick. So I'm taking Mercy. All right. Let's see here. All right, I'm gonna rip the band-aid off. Let's do it. Cole Hawker. There it is. Hey yo. Hawker 1,500. And it is, it is a steal for it. what is it, third round now? Uh the, the whole the whole let's run world can breathe. I mean the fact the fact that I, I got that in the in the in the third round is the steal of the draft. But like we said, it's I. I didn't. I. It was my strategy to not take anybody from the fifteen hundred until the last two round, from the men's fifteen hundred until the last two rounds. But he was still out there. I had to. He, you know, my hand was forced. So it's going to throw off my strategy a little bit. But that's okay. We'll rebound. I am going to take probably a. Some people might see this as a little bit of a. A little bit of a wild card pick, but I'm going to take. Uh. Uh. Carmela Cardama Baez out of Mm -hmm. Oregon in the 10K. She's a senior. She's pretty good at the 10K distance. She's ranked third coming into it. I think that we're gonna see her on the podium for the 10K. I think this is a big race for her. So I'm gonna take Carmela Baez. Yeah, she uh she was on the big board, Steve. That's for damn sure. Um all right. I definitely wasn't gonna do this what I'm about to do. But I think I'm gonna do it now. And again, I feel pretty damn good about it. I'm gonna take Kip two in the five K. So now I've got him in the five K and in the ten K. and up on the Kip two. And I love it. I'm I feel great about it. That I is know. that is wild. We're, we're getting a little complicated with this game. There's going to be seven names out here. I'm trying to keep a spreadsheet going. There's something to be said about keeping it simple and knowing exactly uh, knowing exactly uh, yes. who you're rooting for, right? It's I like you're going have the same bracket during like, well, I don't mean, K- keep 2 has shown no problem being able to double and triple back and just dominate people. So I feel like he'll... Very good chance he doubles back and gets me a 5K, 10K, 1-6, so I feel good. All right, so if you're going to go Kip2, I'm going to go again based on uh, some old cross-country results here. We saw Kip2 is probably the favorite going into that, get get beat by our guy Connor Mance, and so I don't see where there's any reason why he couldn't battle Kip2 again, so I will take Mance <laughs> in the 10K. That's true. Did I call Kip2 the cross-country champion earlier? I think I did. <laughs> Like, Listen, he was the favorite going in and he, he was the favorite going in and he was like the favorite with like, you know, a thousand meters to go or whatever it was, two thousand meters to go. So Trent, that that actually might be the steel draft. I was hoping that you guys forgot about him because Mike did say that Kip two was the cross country champ, and I was like, and he's down he's down all the way at the bottom of the list. So I was like, is there a chance that Connor Mann sleeps here? But you sniffed it out. Good pick. He's on the big board as well. I definitely didn't miss him. but All right. So now I got to run it back. So I got a wild card left. I got a 5K woman, and I have a 1,500-meter male uh, looking at the star list, trying to figure out who's been taken, who's been not. I'll go woman's 5K. There's something said for just having the finals. There's no like risk of our, our people not making the final heat there. Uh, the low stick on the board that hasn't been taken is Ellie Hennis from North Carolina State. I like that she's a senior. That's about all I know about her. But uh, a good upperclassman with a, a low seed time, I got to feel good about that. What was the name again, Trent? It's uh, Ellie Hennis, Hens, H-E-N-E-S. She she's at NC State. Oh, yes, yes. In the uh, in the 5K. Or- we got her in the 5K. She's got a 15-18 on her, her yes, season. Yes, she's yes. good. All right, I'm going to the women's 10k, and I am taking the freshman out of Rice, Grace Forbes. Uh, I think she's coming in as the second seed as a freshman. So who knows? We I don't, we might not have seen what she's capable of yet, and I'm excited to see her on a championship scale. Coming out of Rice too, that was kind of like I was like, oh, interesting. I wasn't expecting to see Rice there. So how come Rice is always good at baseball? Good question. Or the ultimate just like random (laughs) dynasties. All right. So it's on me here. So I am going to kind of put in a little bit of a tough situation here in the 10K because my strategy got jacked up a little bit there with Trent taking Mance. Is uh, is a is Kurgot still out there? He is, and yeah, nobody's taking Kurgot. I will take the senior Edwin Kurgot in the in the ten k, and then. Oh boy. Slim Pickens over here in the men's 5k. Slim Pickens. Ah, uh, there's a couple pretty big names there. There is. There is. Couple pretty big names. There is. I am gonna go. I am gonna go with. Hmm. Yes, I wouldn't say Slim Pickens. I think it's just it's just anybody's race. Um I'm going to go with the BYU freshman Casey Klinger. Wow. Okay, I like it. I like it. The 5K. All right, back to you, Mike. That was the 5K, huh, Steve? Yes. Man, I I am surprised by a name that's still on the board there. Well, it's all yours, Mike. Yeah, I know. I'm reconsidering a strategy here. I'm yeah. a past strategy now. I'm just trying to desperately figure out who is picked who. <laughs> I'm trying to not repeat a pick here. Wow. Um. Yeah, I feel like this one was already picked for sure. But, um. Do we pick Chrissy gear out of Arkansas in the woman's 15? I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't have her. I'm going to take Chrissy gear. the woman's 1500. All right. I need a men's 1500 meter runner and then a, a wild card. Um, a lot of names off the board in the fifteen here. How about uh, Walid Suleiman from from Ole Miss? Love it, you son of a bitch! I <laughs> if I didn't talk about him before the show, mm, that, got my eyes and my ears. I'm on. I'm on point turn. tonight, boys. I'm on point. That was my sleeper. You son of a bitch. Ugh. All right, so now I need a wild card. This is hard because before you just kind of scroll down your starlings to you try and find it. Now there's, there's, we're like, I got so many tabs open right here. I don't even know where to look. I um, will go back to the men's 10K, I suppose. He's the second seed. I don't think he's been taken yet. Uh, I think this is his, uh, his first track nationals, but uh, Abdi Nur. Uh, mm-hmm. Out of NAU, he was a big time, you know. I think freshman performer on cross country this year. It looks good. He's got a lot of talent. Uh, so unless someone tells me he's been taken, I got Abdi. No, you got him. Good pick. All right, I'm doing it. I would be shocked if you guys didn't know what my what my last pick was. Uh, he's a guy that makes me nervous because you never know on any given day he could ruin the whole thing for me. But he's been my guy since day one, since the day we started this podcast. Mystery man, Isa Rodriguez, in the I tank it. as my wild card. Yeah, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. He's my guy. I almost took him instead of. Casey. I would have been. I would have been so mad. I would have been so mad. So Mike, that that would there was some strategy. I thought I had Waleed, but just in case, I knew I knew you weren't gonna you weren't gonna take my 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 last pick for me because you guy was still out there. I'll go ahead. I, am i am i way off here like was there is this guy injured i'm going to take him anyways um, let's see here is is grahalva injured in the right, that that's the guy i was surprised still on the board and i think right. because i don't know if he's coming off an injury and doesn't have like a super fast seed time i don't know if i'm missing something there either but, I mean, he, he deserves – if he's racing, he deserves to be on one of our team. It's a, it's a great pick. I almost, I almost passed up on the mystery man just to take him. But I'm, taking, I'm taking Luis Grava for my wild card in the 5K. Well um, done, guys. Yeah. Some, some guys who slept out there. Uh, Cole Hawker in the 5K. People are going to be mad that we didn't take Cole Hawker in the 5K. Um, Dressel. Dressel in the 10K, mm. uh, slept. Dressel's and, uh, kind of like your Hall I was Looking at his seat time, he hasn't run super fast Yeah. There's a couple others, but those, those are the two ones that stood out to me. I, honestly, I probably would have taken Cole if I realized that he hadn't been taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I feel like I'm such a, a yeah red stand that I I can't afford to take Cole. I'm, I, I felt bad taking him in the 15. I can't. I can't have him on my team. all right, boys, well, let's, uh, we're going to put some, we're going to put some cash on this, right? Oh, of course. All right. right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap up today's episode. Mike, let's get off the bell app. Mike, what do you got people on the bell app? So I said at the top of the show, but have not been running this week. And gentlemen, I cannot tell you how happy I am to not be running this week because it is. So sticky and gross. I can't even breathe with the heat and the humidity. And it's like, how, how does anybody run in this? How do people do it? I can't even like walk to my car without feeling like I'm going to pass out. So I picked a great week not to run. And who knows? Maybe I won't ever run again. We'll, we'll see. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? In my, my desk here, I'm at the office right now. I can look out and there's the north end uh like bike path in Boston, which kind of leads you towards uh the Charles River in one direction or like the running by the seaport in another, which is a popular running route. Anyway, I look at people run by all day in this heat and it just makes me I don't know. I'm not happy I have a hurt hamstring after the weekend, but uh, I'm not I'm not disappointed, I'm not out there, uh you know, basking in the heat and just, just sweat. I mean, it's the middle of the day people like you don't have to run at 12 o'clock when it's 90 degrees and humid. You can run early in the morning. You can run in the evening. Uh, but I, some people just like to, to get it out there all day, all times of day. So, um, that's what I got. I want to, I want to just make Mike, I guess, feel worse about not running or talk about these crazies that we see out there literally all day. I see two people running by right now in this humidity. Yeah, it, it stinks out there. Um, I say this often, but if you haven't already given us a five star review on iTunes, that helps us out so much. So please go and do that. There's still a couple more singlets available for sale on the website, the two crew singlets that came out awesome. Everybody's saying, just talking about how awesome they are. Every single person gets one, DMs me, shoots me a text, lets me know how great they are. So if you, if you, there's a couple more left on there, if you can, you want to go on the website and check them out. Other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation yeah. far away, so come around That I wanna say, I like my girls a little bit younger. I just wanna use your love tonight. No, I don't wanna lose your love tonight. I ain't got many friends left to talk to, no one's around. I just want to your love tonight No, I don't want to lose your love tonight Try to stop my hands from shaking Something in my mind's not making sense It's been a while since we... What I told you Just because you're right That don't mean I'm wrong